This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hey there, welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Y'all, I have big news to share with you. This is the hundredth episode of this podcast. Can you believe that? One hundred episodes. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in week after week. It is such an amazing feeling to be able to show up for you and share the stories of other incredible moms and my tips on how to love your mom life and to have you like it. I can't even explain to you how cool that is. And also cool, today's guest is appearing on the show for a second time. I can't wait to share with you all what she's been up to. Through years of experience working with children and raising her own, she knows how difficult parenting can be. She encourages others by sharing her own trials, triumphs, and sometimes hilarious stories, and I'm thrilled that she's joining us again today. Before we meet her, though, just a couple of reminders. Be sure to hit that plus or check mark button in your podcast app to officially follow this podcast. And if you like this episode, go ahead and share it with another mom. And be sure you're following me on Instagram. My handle is at Nikki Odin. Seriously, if you haven't done that yet, what are you waiting for? Let's be friends. And finally, in case you missed it, the book is written and will go live on Amazon on Cyber Monday. I'll be sending updates via email. So if you're not already receiving my emails, be sure to click on the link in the show notes to join my tribe so you won't be left out. Last thing before we dive in, I've mentioned in previous episodes that I discovered an amazing little productivity drink I absolutely love called Magic Mind, who is sponsoring today's episode. And I want to make sure you know about this little drink too. It was developed over seven years ago by an entrepreneur who was drinking so much coffee every day, he developed a heart condition and ended up in the hospital. After thousands of hours of research trying to find a safer alternative to caffeine, he developed this little elixir, which Forbes has called motivation in a bottle. And I feel like it helps me battle mom brain. With my incredibly hectic life, which includes lawyering, writing my book, hosting this podcast, playing competitive daytime tennis, and oh yeah, being a mom and a wife, I need healthy ways to stay energized. I don't drink caffeine, cane sugar, or artificial sweeteners, and that's why I love Magic Mind. I highly recommend you try it. It's just two ounces and only 15 calories, and it's made with 12 amazing ingredients, including matcha tea and nootropics. 
It helps me focus and gives me energy without that jittery caffeine feeling, which is exactly what I need when I'm hitting tennis balls and I'm more productive when I'm working. So if you're looking for some healthy energy, get excited because Magic Mind has given me a coupon code to share with you mamas just for listening to this podcast. Check them out at magicmind.co slash momlife20 and use code momlife20 to get 40% off your subscription for the next 10 days. And they have a money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked. You literally have nothing to lose. So Hop on over to magicmind.co slash momlife20 and use code momlife20 to get 40% off your subscription for the next 10 days. And now for today's episode. Today's guest is an award-winning author who has worn many hats, some of which include a homeschool mom, preschool director, family ministry director, expat, and advocate for children's mental health. Her wish is that others find encouragement and hope through her colorful stories. She's the author of Tangled Up and most recently, Be the Sparkle, which you'll be able to find on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You can connect with her at jamieedelbrock.com. I am beyond thrilled to have Jamie joining me on the show again. Jamie, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be back. Oh, it's just so awesome. And just be able to see what you've been up to in the last year. You've been pretty busy publishing this new book. So uh, I want to hear all about it. Great. So Be the Sparkle is a little bit different than Tangled Up. Tangled Up um, focuses on therapy and and mental health for children and getting um, letting them know that it's okay and helping parents start that conversation. Be the Sparkle talks about how um, it's a scary world right now. It is. It's a scary world for kids, for parents. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the TV or look at social media or even hear friends talk. Yeah. I mean, kids can even hear parents talk and right. you know what's happening. They know what's happening in the world around them. And it's scary and they don't know how to deal with it sometimes. So this book um, helps parents, again, start that conversation um, and um, helps, the, it justifies and it tells the kids, yeah, the world is scary. It, it says, Absolutely. We know these feelings are scary and we're here for you. It helps them know that they're not alone, but it also teaches them um, a way to combat that scariness with being themselves and being kind. And just a small act of kindness can go a long way in this scary, scary world, whether it's, you know, baking cookies for someone or writing a note for someone or holding the door open for someone that's all you have to do to make someone's day and to make the world a little brighter. That's amazing. I was just at a, yeah, I was just at a school. I read the book and I was in a classroom and the kids um, were coming up with different ways to be kind. And some of it's just giving my mom a hug or, um, you know, helping with the dishes or, you know, talking to my grandma that's far away. What I love about this book, it gives those examples but in the back of the book, it has a place where they can journal or draw their oh, own ways awesome. to sparkle. And it gives them 50 ways, so 50 examples to sparkle. So it's really a way to, like I said, have a conversation with your kids. You're validating their feelings and you're helping them um, find a little bit of joy and a little bit of light in this dark world. That's amazing. We, we all need a little more of that. I was actually just thinking, like as a grown up, I really need yes. more of that. Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. And that's what I thought would be so great to talk about today is how we can be sparkles in our own home and for our kids. Yes. Because it's easy to um, tell kids how to sparkle. You know, we can draw sidewalk chalk, right. special notes on sidewalk chalks. We can buy presents. We can pick flowers. We can do all these great things. But in day-to-day life, when, you know, we're moms and we're dealing with all of the hard things we deal with, yep. how do we sparkle in our own home? How do we? Well, <laughs> I came up with some ways. So I have a daughter that um, has anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the ways I sparkle for her is actually actually what she needs from me. And so I thought I would share um, a couple of those tips. Yeah, please. The way I sparkle for my daughter that has anxiety, um, I sparkle when I'm calm. She needs me to be calm. Right. Um, she needs me to believe in her. Yes, absolutely. She needs to ask if um, ask how I can help her. That's a huge way to sparkle, just saying, hey, like, I don't, admitting, I don't necessarily know what to do, but how can I help you? What do you need from right. me? Right. Like, let's just, like, put it out in the open. Like, I don't know everything. You know, this is, especially as moms, every year, every day is like our first experience in that situation. And, and we don't always know. So it's, I think that is really refreshing for kids to see and to be able to model later as parents. Like, okay, I don't always know the answer, but I'm willing to talk about it. I'm brave enough and strong enough to be here for you and admit to you that I don't know what you need. So tell me. Exactly. Honesty is a huge sparkle. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Um Another one, and this is hard for moms. Sometimes I'm a fixer. So if, yes. if my daughters come to me with something that's wrong, I'm going to immediately try to fix it. Um, but one way to sparkle is to leave her alone if she wants to be left alone. Oh, that's a hard one. So if she's, yeah, if she says she needs space for me to just back off a little bit and give her that space and just to let her know, like, I'm here for you when you need me. But um, with someone with anxiety, that is if they need their space. They, they definitely, and they can voice it, then they really need it. I was going to say, does she always voice it? Or do you sometimes just intuitively feel like, okay, do you need some space? Should I back off? Or do you wait for her to um, tell you? As she's, as she's getting older, mm-hmm. um, I can, she, she'll voice it. When she was younger, I could tell if I was like, um, let me help you or how can I help you? And she was getting more upset right. than I would know. Uh, okay, I'm just going to give you your space and I'll be here when you need me. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, especially as a fixer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I just want to fix the situation. Yeah, I think as moms, we all do. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is another one I think that's really hard for moms, but um, I think a huge way to sparkle um, for ourselves is not to take her words personally, especially when she's having an anxiety attack. Yeah. I think that's true of all teenage girls, <laughs> whether they have anxiety or not. They say not things. To take what, yes. Not to take what they say personally. So that's more sparkling for ourselves. But also when we um, do that, then we don't hold grudges or maybe we don't spew words we don't necessarily mean. If we say, okay, they're not meaning this right now, then I don't need to react so aggressively. And how, how has that gone for you? Has that been easy or difficult? I know your girls are getting older, so they probably yeah, say they things. Are. It is, I have noticed that when I, sometimes it feels good 
to yell and we all need that, but it only feels good in that moment. Mm -hmm. It only feels good in that moment. And I have learned when I'm calm, they're calm. And so um, if, if I take what they say as personal, then all of a sudden I like, um, I get defensive. Yeah. You feel attacked. Yeah. So I build and they build and then we just keep going, going, going. And the disagreement, the argument, the fight, whatever just gets worse. So I have made it a point in my household that if they're upset, I'm going to remain calm. I'm not going to take what they say personally. So I can solve the problem in a peaceful manner. Because like I said, if I'm calm, they're going to be calm. If I need a timeout, I'll say it. Yeah, I need to out. <laughs> not necessarily tell them to go to the room, but I'm going to go in my room. So when we're all calm, then we can talk. And it's a big, big, big thing not to take it personally because you don't hold that grudge. You don't have that defense uh, mechanism up. Well, and I think that getting to calm, like you said, could take a time out because it does feel good to yell. And I think we have to give ourselves that release. Just we don't, there's a time and a place to do that. So sometimes I need to give myself that release and I'll excuse myself and I'll go like physically, like maybe like bang on like a pillow or a mattress and like get it out. And I've, I've, I've taught my kids that too. Like if you need a minute to get out the anger, you're allowed to do that. I encourage you to experience your, your anger. Just the rules are you can't hurt yourself. You can't hurt anyone else and you can't damage anything. And so they've really gotten better at that. And then we can come back when we're all calm and, and say Mm -hmm. things we mean versus things that we are going to regret. And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Yes, absolutely. And you get a lot more salt that way. And the relationship is isn't damaged that way. And if it is damaged by something you're said, by something anyone said, um, it's easier to come back and resolve that when everyone's calm. Definitely. Your three points, no, um, what was it? No don't, hurting others. Don't no hurt yourself. Right. Hurting don't damage things. anything. That, those were our three rules when they were little, like absolutely. And they were on the fridge even. Yeah. <laughs> you can be mad and you can be, and I validate that. And I understand that you're mad, but don't hurt others, don't hurt yourself, and don't hurt anything. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, it, if you're calm, everything's a lot easier to resolve. It's easier to hear someone. It's easier to articulate what you want to get across. But getting to calm is hard sometimes. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about. It, it, it's okay to be angry. I think as moms, especially, we build up a lot. We hold a lot in and we try to always be poised and you know, calm and getting there sometimes is, is almost detrimental because we're stuffing things. So like, like you said, like being the sparkle, you know, for yourself, I Mm -hmm. I think that's really an important part of it is making sure that you experience those things so that you can get to that place where you can sparkle for your kids. Yeah. And and let go what other, 
moms may look like or what we think other moms do or other because especially with social media we we scroll through and we think that all these other moms are perfect and have it together and never yell so letting go of that too yes and admitting to ourselves it's okay to be angry because this is a very real situation admitting to our kids hey i don't know what to do right now mm-hmm. we're just going to take a break yeah that is is huge like we said before honest is definitely being a sparkle you know, I think I'm at the point now with social media where when I see that stuff, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> you you were Same. totally, you totally have like a hot mess behind the camera. Everyone does. Yes. It, it, everybody is a hot mess. Everybody. <laughs> and all we see is this tiny little piece of the picture. And if we could zoom out, we would see that mess. And we would be whether like, oh, that's a relief. Yeah. Whether it's physically like your house is a mess or emotionally a mess or or whatever relationally whatever it is everybody has some aspect in their life that is a mess and it's okay I think on social media to show the good of course everybody wants to see good but um a good reminder I always say is if I'm like I want to post the good we all do but if any of that is lying in any way then that's when you need to stop yes because you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping others. Um, again, I would go back to being honest as a sparkle. Right. Especially on social media. As a general rule, don't lie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. The next one I have. Um, oh, this is a good one. We can be a sparkle um, to our kids by validating their feelings. Yes, I love that. And I think... Growing up, you know, I would have loved more of that. Mm, same. It's, I think. Yeah, absolutely same. It's hard to hear, well, why do you feel that way? I don't know. Like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I do. And I, I don't want to feel mm-hmm. silly or wrong because I do. I think feelings right. are feelings. And they and right. people have to experience their feelings. So it the question is how long do you want to stay there? I think that becomes the next question. But it's yeah, if you're sad right now or if you feel down on yourself, you feel down on yourself. And that that's okay for this moment. How long are you gonna stay yeah. there though? Like I don't I don't want you yeah. to be down on yourself for the rest of your life or you know, right. for the rest of the absolutely. day. Even. Yeah, absolutely. But but under like saying, Hey, I get that you're upset, I get yeah. that you're sad, I get that you're anxious. Um but yeah, how are we going to turn turn that page? How are we going to move on? That's a huge thing after validating is I feel it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now what's the next step? Yeah, I, and, um, I think that's so important. Asking, yeah, asking my daughters um, a lot of the time, you know, do you want me to help you mm-hmm. figure out what the next step is or do you want to figure it out? And that helps them critically think. That is and, a good one. Yeah. You know, I have a they really, a friend who says that to me. Are you looking for advice right now or do you just want me to listen? But I've never thought of doing that with my kids. It's huge. It's a game changer. It's a game changer no matter what the age is. And it really helps them dig out of their own hole instead of, you know, us fixer moms who want to do it for them. They It's actually giving them tools in their toolbox. Yes. They're able to do it themselves. And then when they go off to school or college or whatever they're doing um, – summer camp. I don't, I don't know what it is, but we're not always going to be there for them. And we know that, right. you know, they're going to leave the nest someday. This is giving them that simple question is giving them um, the strength and the wisdom to 
to grow and to answer those questions and deal with those questions on their own. And also to be that sparkle for someone else. Like think yes. about how that affects your friendships, your, you know, significant relationships, even, yeah. even with coworkers or when you're managing people. I think as women, it, we definitely have a huge strength there where we can recognize in coworkers like when they need to vent and when they actually need advice. But yes, a lot of times they're just, they're not validated and they're just talked at. So I, I, that's a great, a great tool for all relationships. Yes. I practice, we need to practice that more. Yes, me too. <laughs> and collectively, yes. everybody. Yes. How often do you say to yourself, I love my mom life? A lot, hopefully. But if sometimes you sort of feel like motherhood is one long ride on the hot mess express, you're not alone. As a mom, you have the best intentions of getting your to-do list, your goals, and you know, your life in order. And sometimes you kind of do. But then a small human asks you repeatedly for a snack and you completely lose track of what you are doing. Sound familiar? Our mission at Your Ideal Mom Life is to help moms take back their time and get more of what they want. And we have a fun and simple and free way to help you make that happen. It's called the Mom Life Challenge. During this challenge, you'll learn how to create a mom life you absolutely love. In three days, you'll jumpstart the habits you need to organize your life and your schedule. Translation, less mom fails, more winning. And did I mention it's free? Visit us at youridealmomlife.com slash momlifechallenge and join thousands of other moms who are taking back their time and loving their mom life again. Um, oh, this is a good one. Okay, so we sparkle as parents um, when we have patience. Oh, <laughs> that's, yes. That's a big one because a lot of that is swallowing our pride and and realizing maybe what's on the agenda for the day maybe needs to take the back burner. Um, when my kids were little, especially, well, actually, even today, they're in junior high and high school now. Um, and even to this day, I've always said, I would rather be late than us being stressed out and having relationships ruined and everyone just starting the day being crummy and just feeling crummy because that sets the whole, the whole tone for the day. And um, that took a lot of practice for me to learn to be patient in the mornings and trying to get everybody going and realizing like, it's okay if every once in a while they're a little bit late to school. Um, I remember that story. Tell that story again. Uh, which one, like with the, when they um, were little and, and you, and the, they said something to you at school about being late and you were like, uh, yeah, no, I walked in, you know, you I would feel mom guilt and we don't need it from secretaries at school. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in, my husband was deployed. So I was single momming it and I was, it was a really stressful time with my job and the kids were young. They were in elementary school. Yeah. And so we walk in, we just had a really bad morning. And I was, yeah, late for work. They were late for school. And we walked in and the secretary just said, late again? And she made some comment. I don't remember exactly what it was. Snark. But it was a comment. very snarky and just kind of like, why don't you have it together? And that's actually the moment when I decided I'm not going to let this lady get to me. And I would rather have my home be whole and happy 
and complete than worry about what the school or secretary mm-hmm. thinks of me. Cause I know my kids better than anybody else. Right. We all do. And, um, yes, outside help is absolutely 1000% necessary. And I, I believe in it, but I don't think that needs to come from the school secretary. So I, um, I just told her that's when I said we would rather be, um, late than upset. And, um, and I wrote, she said, what was your reason for being late on the note to our classroom? And I think it was that. That's what I said. We, You're like, we our mental me. health is more important. Yes, exactly. It was the- along those lines. And she looked at me and kind of, I never heard a snarky remark again because it was one of those um, advocating for my family and my kids. And that was a huge turning point. Yeah. In my parenting. I, I love that you were just, you finally just had the courage to say it, you know, like people... Mm-hmm people never know what's going on with someone else. And maybe she was having a bad day. Honestly, I don't think anyone wakes up in the morning and looks in the mirror and they're like, how can I be a jerk today? Really got to, I'm going <laughs> to like be intentional. Right? No, but it's right. So it's like, maybe she was having a bad day and she was feeling snippy and like those two things collided mm-hmm. and you were like, you know what? I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. And she's like, okay, I get okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too with um, my daughter in high school who she's um, has ADHD and she's dealing with a lot. And um, sometimes teachers don't always understand that. And so advocating for them um, and having patience with their teachers mm-hmm. um, is, and with them with homework and schoolwork and everything is huge. But I had to lay it out there, be mama bear one time. And every time I do that, I never regret it. Mm-hmm. Every time I tell my truth, every time I say, nope, this is how it is. And I, I know my child and I'm sticking up for them. And I, um, you're, I'm advocating for them yeah. like that. It never goes wrong. They listen. It's like they listen and they understand. And, and it's, it's good for, um, uh, it really helps me as a mom, like with my um, confidence as a mom. Yes. When you get the courage to like stand up and finally say, nope, this is how it is for my kid and for my family. And this is what I know is true. Just saying those words to someone who you think is uh, maybe a little bit more powerful than you or knows a little bit more than you saying those words is huge as a confidence and as a parent. And you know what? We were built and created that way as mothers to have that mama bear, that instinct is in all of us. And yeah. we, sh- we, when we feel that in our gut that we need to bring it out, we should. Yeah. We absolutely, absolutely. should. We were built with a really amazing intuition. We were created to, to pick up on those nuances. And when you get that feeling, you know, in your belly, should I, I always act on it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Same. And I've, I've learned to do that. I haven't always been the most confident person, but doing that helps me um, build confidence in who I am, and especially as motherhood and, and, and helps me not compare to other mothers too. Like, nope, this is... Well, yeah. And it, like you said, it's, it's advocating. <laughs> it's advocating for your family, for your children. And that's a huge way to be there, the sparkle for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of my tips, but we can get to that. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is um, our kids need us to listen. Uh-huh. We need to believe them because um, it's so often we hear kids, you know, our kids talk and talk and talk yes. and talk all the time and, or they'll say things and they can exaggerate. And, but when 
your kid comes with you, comes to you with, I'm feeling anxious, or maybe um, they're being bullied, or maybe, you know, someone was mean, or I didn't like what the teacher said, or I didn't like what this friend said, or I didn't like what happened to me. It's easy, especially if we've had a hard day, to just, um, oh, it's going to be okay, sweetie. You know, just say things like that. It's like gonna placating. Be okay, or, yeah. 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 But if we really listen, and, and ask the why behind what they're feeling or, um, you know, we validate, it's okay to be sad. Why are you feeling this way? What happened? And really listen, put our phones down, put our work aside yeah. and say, really? Look at their eyeballs. Look at their, yes, look at their eyeballs. See, what is this? Do you want to talk about it? Like, or that seems like it really upset you. Um, that, that's how you can be an advocate. Um, for them is by really listening to them. There's no way that you can advocate for them if you really don't know what's going on in their hearts and head. We can think that we do, um, but until we really, really listen, um, that's how we can advocate. That's how we we know what's going on in their little lives. I totally and usually agree. there's so much more that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're not with them all day. Uh, we don't know exactly. what's happening around them, how they're perceiving it what the environment is like, what the the dynamics are with their friends. And listening is a huge one. And it's a way for them to feel seen, seen mm-hmm. and heard. And I think that goes along with being validated. It, that is huge for kids. Like I always tell moms, okay, you got to work full time. Your kids are in before, before school care and after school care. But when you see them, Listen, really see yeah. them, hear them. And that quality time just where you're eyeball to eyeball for 10, 15 minutes, that's all they really need. I mean, they just need like when you see them, when you pick them up, when you put them to bed, when they want to talk to you about something, listen to them and and make make them feel important because they are. You don't have to be with them yeah. 10 hours a day for them to feel important. I've heard it say that um, when you wake up or when they wake up and the way you respond to them when they wake up, is huge. Mm-hmm. So if you're so excited to see them and you look them in the eyes and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great day or here's breakfast or whatever it is, mm-hmm. just make that, you know, little time that when they wake up and the first thing they see is that positive moment with you and you, they know they matter mm-hmm. and they know that you care. And then the, the other time that really matters um, is after they come home from daycare or school. Again, you're seeing them. Right. How was your day? Here's a snack. You look at, you put everything else down and maybe it's even for five minutes, yeah. but you just, you focus on that. And then again, when you put them to bed mm-hmm. and those three touch points are so huge and so impactful in a kid's life. And they know at the beginning of the day, the middle of the day and at the end of the day, you cared for them and you showed that you were there for them and, um, and genuinely wanted to know how they were doing. Yes. Three points. Yep. Genuinely wanted to know because you're looking at their eyeballs, not at your phone. You're not yes. washing dishes. You're not folding yes. laundry. You're looking yes. at them and listening to them. And yes. that just, it, it compounds. And that's how mm-hmm. they start. They That builds their confidence. Like, I am loved. Yes, absolutely. I'm loved. Someone cares for me. And I know that when they see me, they're going to be excited mm-hmm. to see me. Yeah, that I mean, anyone yeah. would like that. Yes, I mean, very sparkly. You want people to say, yeah. oh, look, you're here. And it gets exciting. Yes, that's very, very, very sparkly. Um, so I have two more. One, it, we just talked about advocating. We need to advocate for our kids. 
And that can be done in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes back to listening and really knowing what's going on and um, at daycare, at school or with friends. With doctors too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doctors. Um, But not being a helicopter mom necessarily. Yeah. So how do you balance that? Let's talk about that. (laughs) So I think helicopter mom is um, being that fixer that's always there. Mm -hmm. That it's just always constantly, let me do this for you. Um, let me fix this for you. And I heard it said, um, it is detrimental to your child when they can do something for your, themselves and you do it for them. Yep. It's, it's okay, I think, to help sometimes. And we as mom want to give that gift. But if we're constantly doing that for them, that's setting them up for failure. Failure. It's not setting No, because how are they going to do it when you're not there? And I mean, I hate to be morbid, but what if you get hit by a bus tomorrow? Like, what are you leaving them with? They they have no tools. Absolutely, and we need. I mean, their whole point of parenthood is so that they are confident and and be successful adults. Right. And so, you know, they're going to be out of the house someday, and of course, we want them to come home and see us. But more importantly, we want them to be successful human beings and make a difference in this world to sparkle on their own. I agree, and I actually, my kids are eight and ten right now. And mm-hmm. it's to the point where I, I'm like, I'm not going to look in your folder. Like, I know the teacher's like, oh, look in your kid's folder. I'm like, I'm not looking at it. You tell me if there's something for me to look at because yeah. I want them to start. That's not a difficult task. They can do that without injury, without anybody like losing money or anything. So I, I right. just, t- you know, hand me the paper. That's all I'm asking you to do. Mm-hmm. But I want them to get into that habit of being accountable and responsible. And I can't smooth out every bump in the road for them. And I, nor should I, there, there are right. going to be some challenges, even in elementary school that I, I need them to go through. And I'm on the executive board of the PTA and it would probably be really easy for me to smooth out some things for them, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I mean, I do advocate when I, when it comes to parent teacher conferences, if there's something that's said, or there's a perception that I know mm-hmm. is not true. I'm like, hold on a second. Let me give you some background exactly. in a nice exactly. way. In a nice way. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Advocating is that, is giving background. Right. I think that's what, instead of fixing, like, hey, I need you to see this perspective. And you can work it out on your own, or you and your teacher, or you and your friend, or you whoever can work it out. But it's, you're going to the other part. I just need you to have some perspective. Mm-hmm. I need you to realize this is happening. And of course, if your kids are being hurt in a way, obviously that's a whole different level. Yeah, totally. But, different conversation. But yeah, absolutely. But but advocating is giving someone perspective. And um, I had to do that a lot with one of my daughter's um, teachers because um, she's been through a lot. And then um, ADHD, she has some depression, all of that. Like the kids like that can so often... Um, be labeled as behavioral issues yep. or maybe there's something wrong. And so me advocating for my kids is saying, no, this is not behavioral. This is actually something that needs to be looked at. And here is what I'm doing to help that. Now, if there's choices or decisions being made by my daughter that we've told her, like, you need to turn in your homework. or Exactly. <laughs> I'm not the one who has to face the teacher. This is, you need to figure that out with your teacher. You need to communicate with your teacher. I cannot do that for you. Right. Or if you or make an excuse lunch, for you. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Um, and there are times when that is necessary, but more often than not, no, this, 
these are the consequences. It's natural consequences you're going to have to face. Um, if you forget your lunch, um, obviously we don't want our kids to starve right. and helping them like, Hey, here are some ideas, but I'm not going to run lunch up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. You forgot your coat, whatever, whatever it is. I don't want you to freeze or in here, I guess we don't need coats here in Indonesia, but whatever it is, if it's homework, you forgot your homework. You have to yeah. communicate. With your yeah. Yeah. This is the consequence. And I hope you don't forget it tomorrow. I, I'm the same. I mean, again, my kids are in elementary school and I do this with them. I don't check their homework. Like I tell them, did you do your homework? They say, yes, I trust them. And, yep. and I tell them if they don't do their homework or if it's wrong, first of all, if it's wrong, good, then they can learn something. I'm not going to like, or like be like, oh no, you need to like fix that. That's not my job. They try their yep. best. They didn't get it right. And they'll learn next time. But I, yes. I'm like, I already went through third grade. I have a law degree. I'm not the one yep. who has to face the teacher, you do. You're the one, right. so you do it. We've learned to say, um, that doesn't sound like a me problem. That <laughs> sounds like a problem. I will help you with that problem if you want me to. But this sounds like a problem you need to work out. Yeah. And so that's a, like, I'll, I'll get texts at work sometimes. Um, my youngest, she's so funny. She's, I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> that's like a you problem. I'm at work right now. Right. <laughs> How are you going to solve this problem? But it is things like that. Like literally, like how to make a PB&J, how to do your laundry, those things. Like we can't helicopter everything. We can't do everything for them. We're not giving them any gifts by doing that. So I think it is, it's, there is a, it is a little bit of a, a balancing act, but it's again, that intuition, you know, you know, when you're, when you're fixing versus advocating. Absolutely. And if your kid's having a bad day, like our kids, you know, we all have bad yeah. days. And so if they're in their room and they're sad, or whatever, I make them a snack. And yeah. I, I love writing it on a paper plate, like, you know, words of affirmation mm-hmm. and bring them their quesadilla or um, just do something that is a gift to them. But that's different than helicoptering. That's 100%. Different. I that's totally agree. Giving a gift. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's the intuition. Okay. Are they having a bad day and they need you to step in yeah. for them? Is this a problem that they need to solve or is this something I need to advocate for? Powerful. So those are all big. Yeah. So the last thing, the last way to sparkle, I mean, there's a bazillion ways to sparkle, but my last tip mm-hmm. <laughs> is um, to research and talk um, to a professional if there's something wrong, uh, if you think something's wrong or um, they have a mental health issue. Yeah. So with my daughter, it was anxiety. And I, by not, you know, getting professional help is um, a disservice to your kids. So if you notice there's something's a little off, please, please, please sparkle by getting help, professional help. Yep. And know that there's not um, anything wrong with that. It's, it's actually, you're giving your child and yourself a gift because you're putting tools in your toolbox. You're getting, um, you're learning the why behind things. You learn how brains work and you learn how you can better help your child and yourself. Yeah. Um, be part so, of the solution yeah. with with mental health and the stigma that has been around for so many years. If your child had a toothache, you wouldn't hesitate to go to the dentist. If your child broke her arm, you wouldn't hesitate to go to the hospital. Right. If your child has a mental right. health issue, you should go to a professional. It's just, it's the same thing. Absolutely. It, it absolutely is. The only difference is that you can't always see it. Right. And kids, and well, people in general can hide it so easily. We can hide behind smiles and social media, or we look so good during school or work or church or whatever it is. 
we are so good at hiding it. But if you notice anything's wrong um, with my daughter, I thought it was behavioral. Mm. It wasn't. And so we just, it, nothing was being solved. It was just like, um, we were, there was constant friction. Yeah. And when I finally stepped up and um, swallowed my pride, and you have to do that as a parent sometimes, um, and, and got professional help, it changed our family. It changed our relationship. And, um, you know, our kids, everybody has their issues, of course. But thinking from where we were to where we are now, because of professional help, is it's mind-boggling. And it, I can't say it enough. Like, one, one of the best ways to sparkle for your kids and in your own home and for your family is to seek professional help if needed. Amen. I love that. I love I love the whole list. Yeah, that's a great list. We're all going to be very sparkly now. Yes, for our kids and for ourselves. And I'll be happy to share that list with you if you want to share it. Yeah, I would love to. And I think you really nailed it with being with sparkling for ourselves because as mothers, we need to do that. We can't be yes. the best mom. We We can't be the moms we want to be if we're not taking care of ourselves and sparkling for ourselves and really being intentional about the ways that we can support ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, I mean, you've heard it said a thousand times, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And so the best thing we can do for our kids is to be ourselves and take care of ourselves. Um, Take time for ourselves and not lose ourselves in our, in our children. Well, thank you for that reminder. That was awesome. And I'm so excited about the book as of the date that this podcast airs, it will have been released. So we'll have the link in the show notes for people to grab that on Amazon. And it was just so great seeing you, Jamie. I'm glad that you came back. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. I can't wait. I mean, who knows where where we'll both be in here from now. You'll have a published book. I know. I might have one. We never know. Like, (laughs) we're so It's amazing. Yes. We just keep going. We keep swimming. I love it. I love it. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Jamie Edelbrock. I hope that you took something of value from it. I know I did, and I am going to be very sparkly going forward. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love, and it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.